On the cover, a glass fox mask rests at the foot of an overgrown grave. A large crack runs down the center of the mask, and a single rose blossoms from one of the eyes. Behind the mask, barely legible on the worn stone, behind a tangle of thorns and vines, the reader can barely make out the words, Agatha Hazlitt, 1830 to 1846. Wonder World Comics proudly presents Unlikely Encounters, Volume 4, Something Wicked, Issue 1, Into the Seeds of Time. Prepare yourself, dear reader, for another gripping tale of adventure, drama, and self-discovery. This is Wonder World Comics. Our comic opens with a kind of a shot from above of the uh, of Uncle Patrick's house. And the front door is swinging open and Ryan is striding out into the sun, going to meet some friends. Uh, what does Ryan look like? And what is like the, the look on his face as, as they step into just the bright sunlight for this grand adventure? Hmm. Ooh, I didn't even think about what Ryan's wearing today. Normally, that's the first thing I think of. Mm. Um, I think Ryan is skating. So I think there's like a little bit of a disconnect between like the um, the sort of <laughs> I don't know the like when you're skating, you kind of you know look like you're having fun or you should be. But I think maybe Ryan is a little bit concerned because you know this is going to be the first time she's going to see Agatha since like she died <laughs> right it was it was left unclear okay yeah so I feel like Ryan is like um, she was stabbed again <laughs> got a I bit mean, of like yeah there trepidation was, there was a knife there might have been blood there was a astonishing amount of wailing and gnashing of the teeth. It's quite a scene. Quite a scene. Awesome. So you're looking a little bit concerned as you are rolling out the front door and a voice bubble comes reaching out from inside. You're like, hold up. She's going to close the door as if she did not hear that. <laughs> and just keep um, going. You uh, get a text message from Uncle Patrick that says, I know you heard that. (laughs) (laughs) He like like stops. It's sort of like, there's like a like sigh. Um, I think maybe, let's say she's wearing a dress today. Um, I think she's sort of, it's like one with pockets though. I think she like kind of like scoffs a, a, a skate on the, footpath and like rolls her eyes and sort of like yeah he like turns around and opens the door again and kind of like steps back in with their hands in their pockets uncle patrick is uh he's kind of chuckling oh hey uh thanks for thanks for making time for me i uh i got something for you actually so uh i've been you know just uh i've been in touch with uh some of the the local heroes here in the burbs, you know, and uh, 
as this this Barsec stuff is kind of heating up, things have been going down in this, you know, uh, people are getting pulled off the streets, um, that kind of thing. Uh, but uh, a group of them are, are starting to uh, work together and uh, uh, I've, been in, I've been in touch with them and uh, I just wanted you to have this. And he hands you what looks like, I mean, <laughs> would Ryan recognize a pager? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so Uncle Patrick hands you this this uh, strange looking device that's like uh, a very small, chunky cell phone or a large USB drive. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah, not like, entirely sure. Right? Like, it's got like, looks. <laughs> it's got like three buttons on the entire thing, <laughs> and the screen is tiny. Uh, it thanks. Also, um, the back has been popped off of it, and there's uh like a like a computer chip, like a. Yeah, like a computer chip soldered onto the back with like wires connecting to it, and there's like a little like LED light at the top. And uh, Patrick says, um, first off, that's a pager. If you, uh, are uh, an uh, ancient relic from a more civilized time, um, it's kind of like early text messaging. Except you could only send like three numbers. Anyway, the important thing is uh, if you uh, turn it on and uh, go into the contacts and hit call, we'll get in contact with these people and uh, send them your location. Uh, you know, just in case, you know. I know I can't stop you from from going out there and uh, and and being you, which is one of the things I really love about you. But if you do get into hot water, uh, just want to make sure you're safe, you know. So you gave me a less good cell phone. It's also untraceable and untrackable. Oh, okay. Kind of like the thing that the vice gave me. That's a cell phone. Look, will you just take the damn paper? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I I guess so. <laughs> uh, and then I don't think Ryan has a bag or anything. Um, Your pockets. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does it have a clip on it? Um, almost definitely. Yeah, I think I'm going to clip it to, like, my, like, the front of my dress, like, right near the neck. Perfect. <laughs> Just perfect. clip it on there. So, Is that good? Thanks, kid. I I appreciate it. It makes me feel better, at least. So, he, uh, he goes to uh, give you a hug. I, I'll give him a hug. Yeah, he gives you a nice, warm, warm Uncle Patrick bear hug. Says, uh, "All right, well, I don't want to keep you too long. Go out there and uh, yeah, I got I got real important uh, things to learn, like how to use one of these things, and 
mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, yeah, I figured. I figured. Yeah. Well, I would hate to keep you from here. <laughs> Very important learning experience. All right. Uh, well, give him hell out there, kid. I always do. Um, I think Ryan will also, like, as she's leaving, like, unclip the pager and, like, put it in her pocket. <laughs> She doesn't, want to, she doesn't want to look like a dog. <laughs> Obviously. Um, awesome. Uh, so we turn the page and we get a shot of Lilith. Lilith, where would you be when you are meeting up with your friend, Ryan? Why did you put a question mark on the end of friend? Friend, Ryan. I told you he'll say whatever's on the teleprompter. <laughs> Have they seen each other since the the bone incident? I don't know. Yeah. Um, how did you? I guess. Yeah. Have you guys talked afterwards, and or how did Ryan reach out to Lilith? If, um, I, I had this idea that like, maybe, uh, after all of that happened, like Steve still like, didn't text Lilith. So Ryan took Lilith's number out of Steve's phone (laughs) and then was just like, Hey, hope it's okay. This is Ryan. I got your number from the electric kid. Just thinking we could like hang out sometime. <laughs> I love it. Oh, sorry. It's Mighty Briar also. Ryan slash Mighty Briar. I, th- I think Lilith is pleased to have put Ryan and Mighty Briar together. Um, since <laughs> he has mentioned Ryan and uh, she did not know who that was. I, she's definitely game to hang out. Um, she doesn't know what the cool kids are doing when they hang out, so she's going to leave that up to Ryan, where where they meet. Uh, maybe there's a, yeah, so like Lavender Court is like a little, um, like cul-de-sac, which is where the Lavender Court legends kind of got their name from. And yeah, there's like a park next to it. And there might, I think there's a skate park there as well. The, the Lavender Court isn't actually called Lavender Court. It was uh, a site of some like, queer protest back in the like I don't know 60s or something there was like a mm-hmm. big uh, big hullabaloo happening for like some important politician and a group of people like painted that cul-de-sac lavender and that's how good its name I love it awesome. but yeah that's like an inconspicuous place for two teenagers to meet one of whom is on skates so yeah, we get a shot of uh, Lilith hanging out in at the at Lavender Court. I I think she probably showed up like an hour early because she was nervous. Um, she's I think wearing um like some like bright like not bright but like pastel lavender. Uh, skinny jeans and like big boots of course and then like a oversized sweater that has like a headstone on it that says dead cute 
<laughs> um, since that felt appropriate for this, <laughs> uh, this issue. Um, so I, I think she's just like hanging out on a bench, trying to look like she didn't show up an hour early. I love it. Um, yeah. So yeah, Ryan, what do you say as you come uh, rolling up to your friend who's chilling on a bench? Oh my god, I'm so sorry I'm late. My uncle like wanted to give me some weird old cell phone thing. I just like, oh anyway. Um oh my god, I love your pants. They're so cute. Oh my goodness, I love your hair. Oh, thank you. I've been like kind of thinking like maybe I'll change it. I don't know. Maybe I'll shave my head or something. I feel like um yeah. I just need to like do something to it. What do you think? I think that it would look so cool, whatever you did, because like you just kind of like seem like someone who could pull off any kind of hair you wanted. Okay, now I feel like you want something from me because that's like really nice of you to say. <laughs> she kind of ne- laughs nervously because uh, <laughs> she didn't have an interior motive there. Ryan will not. Know <laughs> He will uh, grab your hand if you're okay with it. Yeah. And uh, like point like towards whichever direction is the like the Agatha and Gustav's home. Henning Man. Yeah, that, that one. Just yeah, like point over there. Let's go. Okay. Where where are we going? Well, I have to go and check on uh, one of my friends, and I just thought is that... It, um, is, it, is it the electric kid? Did he, like, get kicked again? <laughs> uh, probably, but no. Surprisingly, I don't have to go and check on him. Actually, I probably should, though. Like, maybe later today. Um, no, I have this friend, Agatha, and I just thought um, that, yeah, you might like her as well, and that we could all hang out and yeah. Oh, okay. Cause you don't, you don't go to school, right? <laughs> not, no, not, not right now. Yeah. Cause I was thinking, I was thinking like if, uh, if, if I, if I didn't go to school, like I, I probably wouldn't have anywhere to like meet uh, friends and stuff. Um, and I like obviously I don't know I don't know your life and stuff, but I just thought yeah if you wanted friends like I could, you could be mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, so we get um, yeah kind of a wide shot of Lilith and Ryan rolling and walking on their way down towards Hennigraf Mance as uh, Ryan is talking about friendship, and we turn the page, and. We have a close-up sh- close shot of Agatha's eyes. How does Agatha look? Agatha looks terrible. Uh, her eyes have clouded over and are kind of beginning to sink back into her head as her hair hangs limply off the sides of the small makeshift table that uh, Gustav had laid 
her upon. Um, he's kind of wiping off her forehead and her uh, her cheeks with a damp cloth that he has. Uh, he's been dipping into a small small steel mixing bowl that is filled with water and rose petals. Um, he's pulled the dagger diabolic from her chest and uh, laid it on a silver tray. He's kind of peeked at and dabbed at her chest wound, which is, it's not looking any better, but it, it is not, it's not bleeding and it, she's not leaking anywhere. So he's taking that as a good sign right now. It's a plus. Yeah. And, uh, other than that, her uh, her skin has started to kind of stick to her bones. She's starting to look like she hasn't eaten. She's she's starting to look like she's been dead for a while. But uh, I think it's I think it's been about a day and a half since uh, the incident. At this point, I gather. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. And she hasn't moved, but uh. At the same time, she hasn't started getting funky, so that's probably a good thing. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So Ryan and Lilith, this is so you uh, crawl in through uh, what is, it's like a broken window that leads down through, or is it through the? Is there like a like a storm cellar outside? Is that there, how it's going? There are uh, there. There's our. I believe it's been uh, like a broken storm. Uh, pardon me, broken root cellar doors that have been partially hidden by some overgrown rose bushes that have. They were once uh, well kept, but have gone feral over the centuries. Awesome. Yeah, so you guys crawl your way through these rogues bushes um, and uh, find the storm cellar doors that Gustav had told you about and uh, make your way down this uh, the dark staircase with the cobwebs in the corners and uh, into uh, the downstairs uh, kind of living room um, and find Gustav with his rose water and cloth. And Agatha looking a little worse for wear. I know I said that Ryan didn't have a bag, but she does have hammer space. Um, so I think mm-hmm. he's going to pull out a Tupperware container with um, cookies in it. I'll allow I it. Think that I think they got from Arrow Ace. Mm-hmm. If Ryan doesn't have hammer space, Arrow Ace definitely does. Yeah, and then Arrow Ace gave Ryan a Tupperware container full of cookies and some hammer space Beautiful. to keep them in. <laughs> Beautiful. And just like yeah, it's a little, just a, little a small jar of full of space. hammer space. <laughs> yeah, hold out then, your hand. I'm gonna shake some out. <laughs> oh, that's a little much. <laughs> put some back. Don't be stingy. Uh, yeah, so I think Ryan's gonna pull those out and say, "Hey, Gustav." This is, wait, do I actually know that Shatter has a, another name or should I just keep calling you Shatter? 
Uh, <laughs> I feel like she's not that protective of her identity. So if Ryan was forthright about their identity, Lilith would probably tell her at least a first name. Yeah, cool. Because, like, yeah, she can totally just introduce you as Shatter if you want. We would have had this conversation on the way over, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, guys, sure, this I'm is... Sure... <laughs> Sorry. I'm sure that Ryan can, like, then later tell Steve, like, it was so easy if you'd, like, literally just talk to her at all to figure out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> literally, you just start talking and uh, she also talks. <laughs> No, girls are a complex mystery. <laughs> Not that complex. Anyway, uh, Gustav, this is uh, my friend Lilith. Um, and this is Gustav. And um, this is his sister, Agatha, who's like the one that I'm kind of here to check on. But I did bring cookies and I know that Gustav likes cookies. Our ace gave them to me specifically because she said that you like these ones. Oh, yeah. They have crickets in them. They have crickets in them? Yeah. And it, like, spits out one that he'd already started eating. <sighs> she did not tell me that. Yeah. The, um... There's a pet store uh, several blocks from where she lives, I guess. And they're not always... they. Sometimes they get kind of gamey because... They kind of hang out for a while before somebody buys them, but I mean they're not they're not bad in a pinch. I'm not uh, I'm not I'm not trying to insult somebody's homemade gift or anything. Just I'll I'll just take this. Uh, Lilith, I'm so sorry because I definitely think that Ryan offered you a biscuit on the way over because there were there were grasshoppers in them. I, I like notice that's why I didn't take one. There there was an antenna sticking out of the one you oh. were offering. Oh wait, no, these are carob. Uh, Never mind. I thought they were the cricket ones. Uh, no, these are carob. I had like four of those at home. <laughs> yeah, these are carob. Stop saying. The more you say it, the worse I feel. Um. Where did Gustav put the dagger diabolic after he pulled it out of Agatha? Uh, it is sitting on a silver tray, uh, probably on top of a little makeshift table that's uh, made of uh, made of some two by fours and some milk crates over in the corner. Awesome. Um, and as everyone's been kind of talking. From panel to panel, we've kind of pulled in a little closer on uh, the dagger itself. And this kind of ominous fog has been building at the corner of the panels that no one seems to notice. And uh, we turn the page and we are inside Agatha's mind. How does Agatha, like, perceive her doom? Like, when like when she advances her doom track, how does she know that that has happened? Agatha knows when her doom approaches or strengthens. 
because um, the very environment, the very atmosphere of the room she's in, the shadows in the uh, forest around her, the very bricks of the buildings that sit in the alleyways, everything feels like it scooches in a little closer with every breath she exhales. And her next one isn't as deep as it should be until like somebody suffering from a claustrophobic panic attack, the edges of her vision darken and every source of light is nowhere near as bright as it should be. And every reflective surface that she sees, she sees a hand come out of the darkness reaching towards her. And, um, as you are passing by these, uh, these old brick buildings down the cobbled streets and you pass by a, like a glass shop window displaying some, uh, very fashionable, uh, uh, bodices and hoop skirts or with those big, you like, what are those? Yeah. The big puffy, the bustle. Yeah. That's the word. Um, and you think you see one of these spectral hands reaching towards you and you kind of turn away and put it out of your mind and a hand clasps on your shoulder in a cold voice. Uh, to recognize uh, it's not too late, darling. All you gotta do is return what was taken. And I I have what is rightful in mine. You can have your dagger back when you give me my life. As Agatha kind of turns around uh, in her dream, she is still vital and flush, and she sees the the corpse of Wouter Hanegraaff dressed up in his finest, his uh, Sunday best, uh, and his uh, sunken cheeks and uh, lips are pulled back, revealing his teeth. His empty, hollow eyes leer into your soul. She says, uh, darling, your life... That's what you stole from me. I just want it back. And uh, you feel the vitality seeping out of your body as your skin begins to tighten and pull back and uh, your muscles begin to atrophy. And the Oz Wotner gets more and more lifelike and uh, his hair starts to fill out and thicken. He begins to laugh and laugh in this cold, ringing voice uh, that swallows your mind. And you with uh, you get this like dread feeling in the pit of your stomach and wake up with a start. <sighs> Lilith is going to kind of like tap Ryan on the arm and go, oh my goodness, it looks like she's awake. <laughs> yeah, Ryan's been like uh, scraping her fingers on her tongue, like trying to get rid of the taste of the 
grass <laughs> crickets carob whatever it is and then just kind of goes oh Agatha where am I you're in your house it's like a really cool house by the way this is not my house I think technically we're trespassing but it well, is where we've been of- staying <laughs> Well, that's just kind of odd. She's been known to trespass places before. It happens. I knew you guys would be friends. Why is my face all wet? Oh, uh, that was me. Here, I have a cookie. It's carob. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> this one's cricket. Oh. Oh, sorry. I think they're mixed. Ara Ace made them and didn't tell me what was in them. She did say they were for Gustav, though. <laughs> so that's really on you for eating Gustav's cookies. I, I didn't realize it was exclusively for Gustav. <laughs> I am a generous turtle. Exactly. He's a generous turtle. <laughs> he always shares. <laughs> It cannot be mine to give, for food is not meant to be owned, but to be eaten. He's the also an fine. anti-capitalist turtle. <laughs> did did Ryan like mention that there was going to be a giant turtle at this little gathering? No, I think Ryan literally just said some friends. Yeah. I, mean, I think Lilith is rolling with it. I, I think she, uh, if something seems weird, she just assumes that she's the one who like should have known. <laughs> yeah, you should have known there would be a turtle. Known there would be a turtle at this event. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think she, she can talk. She should know that turtles could get that big. She she feel like she feels like that's on her for uh, not knowing enough about turtles. <laughs> you gotta go to school. You learn these things in school. <laughs> Agatha, this is Lilith. I uh, I hope it's okay. I brought a friend with me. Charmed, Agatha holds out her hand. <laughs> Lilith is going to shake it. Um, and while, as she's like shaking Agatha's hand, she's going to say, oh, your your skin like, oh, it, it just seems like it hurts. Does it hurt? Because like I have some lotion I could share with you. It's like really good. It might it might help your hands like feel better. I mean, it didn't hurt except for emotionally once he started pointing that out. <laughs> Lilith is going to slowly pull her hand away. And and kind of backtrack, like, oh, like it's it's totally fine. Like I, I didn't mean it to be offensive. It's just like if it did hurt, like I'd I'd want to offer something to like make it feel better. But if it doesn't hurt, that's like totally fine and you should just like do whatever's gonna make you happy. No, you- you know? You get kind of used to it. The My cuticles hurt a little bit when they pull and stretch a bit. But other than that, it's okay. Agatha tries her best to curtsy while half sitting up on the table. Oh, yeah. Like, like as long as it, like, feels okay, then, like, you do you, girl. I'm not sure I can do anything else. Wow. Wow, yeah, that's that's so true. 
Lilith is Rise. gonna say that. That seems that seems profound to her. <laughs> Ryan's just gonna lean over to Gustav and whisper, I think this is going really well. I think we have something to drink around here if you're thirsty. He offers up the bowl of uh rose flavored water that he was wiping Agatha's face with just seconds before. That's that's all right, buddy. I'm I'm okay with just drinking my own spit for a bit. Sort <laughs> yourself and uh Gustav starts taking uh, a healthy swig. While Gustav is is quaffing this water, and uh, Agatha and Lilith are in conversation, Ryan, you keep just can't shake the feeling that you were being watched. I feel like Ryan like looks around at wherever the um the Tupperware with the biscuits ended up because she thinks that maybe it's because the the crickets are watching them. As you are kind of turning around to look towards the Tupperware, you do notice a shadow flickers across the, the light coming in through the window well. Yeah, I'm just going to walk towards it, um, see if I can see anything out the window. As... Uh, you are looking out the window. There is uh, uh, almost like a, a kind of like a creaking clatter from further in the house. Just like it sounded like maybe a room or two away from you. Whoa. You guys expecting anybody else? Um, no, but uh. As far as we've been able to discern, this this house um, is still being occupied, just not this particular level. Indeed. I think, actually, Percival Hanegraaff lives somewhere around here. Is that guy, isn't that guy dead? Is it, are you saying this place is haunted? Um... Well, that that depends on whether or not you consider myself and my particular state of existence as well. I guess technically it could be haunted by two of us. Wow, that's like so cool. I love this house. <laughs> it smells musty sometimes. Yeah, but that that's like just character, you know. Oh yeah, the thing. Where'd you hear it? Huh? What? Ryan's still just like staring at Agatha being like, oh yeah, she is kind of dead. <laughs> you mentioned a sound. It wasn't made from either of us. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was like over, I, it was somewhere, somewhere in, in the house. I don't, I don't really know. And this time everyone hears it. It's definitely like a floorboard creak and then like a scuff of like a chair sliding across a wood floor from the next room over. Uh, Ryan can crawl over towards the door, I think. Uh, the door is closed. Yeah. 
I like lean my ear up against it. Um, it is dead quiet. Gustav is going to pitter patter his way over there and very gently open the door. The door slowly creaks open. And for just a second, at the far end of the hall, towards the staircase, um, leading up towards uh, the rest of the the manse, uh, you see what looks like a figure who was, it looks like they were peeking around the corner, just duck back behind the corner, but you could have sworn they were wearing a white fox mask. Hey, Agatha. Do you recall if any of the guys that the Hanagraphs hung out with did they happen to wear fox masks? So question to the editor. Mm. Did any of the people that I recall... <laughs> um, they did not. No. They did wear hoods. They wore hoods, but they did not wear animal masks. At least not in this area. Agatha and Gustav begin to try to sneak their way down the hall. Are you coming? She uh, glances at at Ryan and friends. <laughs> Lilith is already walking over there and say, I hope it's a real ghost. That would be like so cool. We have different definitions of cool, Lilith. I think it would be cool if if it was, you know, like a a pizza. Well, yeah, like that would be cool too. But like, I've seen a pizza before, but I've never seen a real ghost. If it's a thief, they're about to get a pizza. These fists. Little <laughs> 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 Betty laughs at his own jokes. Ryan so, will crawl behind everybody. Cool. Who is going to peek around the corner first? Oh, that's going to be Gustav. Unless someone else takes the wheel. Cool. I think Lilith is close behind, but it can be Gustav. <laughs> so, so Dungeon Master. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the party formation will be Gustav, <laughs> the armored. Followed closely by Agatha and Lilith with uh, Mighty Briar taking up the rear. Okay, and cool. Mumbling to himself, Steve is going to kill me if this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, so as Gustav rounds the corner, um, you see the figure of. Uh, person in the white fox mask and they're wearing a black Eisenhower jacket and uh, wearing uh, 
yeah, kind of uh, tech gear, the katana slung across his shoulder, but he's standing perfectly still and he flickers for just a second. Like, like his corporeal form flickers for just a second. Yes. Oh, snap. Um, you just see Lilith getting more visibly excited. <laughs> she thinks she gets to see a ghost today. How far away is this, uh, is this domineering this, individual? This domineering individual is uh, maybe two or three feet away, <sighs> just standing perfectly still, staring straight ahead. Like not moving an inch, not like like a still image. Gustav will attempt to peer into the individual's pocket. As Gustav uh, observes a little more closely, he realizes that he's looking at some sort of projected hologram. Oh, whoa, that's he cool. Thinks. He's going to uh, shove his hand through it. Um. <laughs> As he shoves his hand through it, it flickers out of existence, and uh, oh. there is a like the sound of shattered glass yeah. and a, a kind of like a <laughs> and a, like a clatter from the room you uh, from the dining room you had just left, and the hologram vanishes. Gustav, you goober. They're here for the dagger. Oh, um, well, shit. <laughs> Ryan will, yeah, like roll back real, like go quickly, not slowly mm-hmm. or stealthily towards the sound of breaking glass. Awesome. She'll turn and race towards the dining room as well. Uh, as Ryan comes skidding into the dining room, you see that the uh, the window has been broken, and where the dagger was sitting on its makeshift table, there is now a single white card with a black fox chasing its own tail. Is the is there anyone in the room? Um. Why don't you? It sounds like you are assessing the situation. No. Yeah, we're gonna make some rolls, guys. I have the worst superior known to man. That's gonna be an eight, two, which is a six. We do start with one team in the pool. <laughs> um. Lilith, if you want to try and like Dark Fox was literally just here seconds ago. So Brain's assessing the situation though. Mm-hmm. Did this never happened before? <laughs> I think Lilith would obviously be most like inclined to notice the shattered window. Is, did the is the glass from the window on the inside of the dining room or the outside? The inside. It was blown in. Okay. Um, so I, I think that's going to be 
her contribution is just um, kind of nudging Ryan and just look the, the glass on the floor. The window was broken from the outside. Yeah. And uh, as you kind of follow where Lilith is pointing, um, yeah, you get a seven and get to ask one of the following questions. This has never happened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so Ryan, Patrick is going to be so proud. Um, <laughs> no, you're using your head. You listened. <laughs> I'm going to ask... What here can I use to find the person who stole the dagger? Awesome. Are we are we digging into Agatha Hazlitt's sanctuary? Ooh. Could also be yes. You can see uh based on Lilith's kind of direction where whoever this was fled into kind of uh, the, the manse is on like some overgrown kind of expansive grounds and they've fled into some of the like denser shrubbery. And you can see where uh, there's like a uh, sort of like a trail of broken twigs and leaves and branches that they crash through as they, uh, blasted out of here as fast as they could. And you're going to take plus one oh. while acting on that information. You best believe I'm going to act on it. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know if anybody else wants to do something first, though. Uh, Agatha, what are you What are you doing? Agatha's going to attempt to Agatha would like to attempt to unleash her powers. Uh, she's going to try to telekinetically uh, push against and widen all the foliage and um, fauna so that whatever little hidey hole that uh, this this person is trying to evade our attention with is peeled back like the skin of an orange, exposing them like the little segments um, of an orange. It's a very versatile metaphor. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll plus your freak and unleash your powers. Oh. Oh, sweet. Never mind. Cool. Okay, so that is going to be um, two die plus freak. That is a four plus a two plus a zero for a six total. Are we coming together as a team? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you guys are. Yeah, you guys have all made it to the dining room. I'll give you guys. Yeah, let's get some team in the pool. So when you enter battle against a dangerous foe as a team, add two team to the pool. Who is the leader of this encounter? I think it's Agatha. I think Lilith would think it's not her, mostly. Um, Ryan's the one who brought her here, but Agatha kind of seems like she knows the most what's going on. She's the ghost with the most. 
<laughs> Gustav uh, firmly believes that Agatha's the brains of this operation. So, uh, yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, so, Agatha, do you have influence over every teammate? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, what is your purpose in the fight, Agatha? To apprehend this individual and get that dagger back. Does anyone else have, does everyone have the same purpose? Or does, are there any ulterior motives? I think Lilith is on board with that. I think she's a little mad that it doesn't seem like there was a real ghost. Mm, Other than mm -hmm. Agatha, you know. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right, so that brings us up to three team. And does anyone mistrust Agatha or another member of the team? Nope. That is a negative on my end. Cool. Ryan's chilling. Ryan trusts oh, everyone. There's two awesome. hot girls and his best friend Turtle. So, you know. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and are you guys ill prepared or off balance? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm inclined to say no, although Ryan did eat those cookies. So maybe, maybe mm, a little bit. I think, I mm. think the confusion of whether or not the cookies are cricket or carob, plus the fact that somebody broke in to uh to our our little sanctum of solitude it probably threw us off balance that's fair um uh so we'll remove a team unless agatha wants to mark her last condition <laughs> with uh hmm i could mark that last condition but then she falls unconscious so you don't fall in contrast until you have to mark your next condition and you can't ah, mark one. Sure, let's let's for funsies <laughs> do that. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah. Just we're we're chilling. Cool. So we have three team in the pool, and Agatha is unleashing her powers to rip apart the shrubbery and reveal your foe. Oh help. Excellent. How does Gustav help? Gustav is going to grab a hold of Ryan and fling him towards the ne'er-do-well. <laughs> or at least down the Fuck opening. Yeah. The, the opening in the hedge. Yeah. Amazing. So on a hit you do it, uh, mark your condition or tell me, or I get to tell you how it is unstable or temporary. <laughs> you are going Agatha. to tell us exactly what happens <laughs> to Agatha Azarus <laughs> when she exerts herself minutes after coming back from the dead. <laughs> um, excellent. Uh, so, so unstable or temporary is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Excellent. Um, ooh, let's see. Um, so you you use your telekinesis to blast apart the branches, and uh, Dark Fox was kind of expecting this. Oh, and it's kind of like halfway leaping in halfway in the air, kind of leaping his way up into the branches of the trees to try and get some height on you. 
He was not, however, expecting Brian to be thrown <laughs> at an alarming velocity. I don't think um, anybody was expecting that. <laughs> no, perhaps it was especially not Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wonderful. I'm sorry, oh. Ryan. You were the only one within reach. <laughs> no, dude. Dude, this is perfect. Um, so uh, I'm going to say, yeah. So you... Yeah, Ryan, you slam into Dark Fox, and uh, yeah, I think you both just kind of get tangled up, and uh, like you had some speed, you have a lot of kinetic energy, and so you guys are just gonna go like tumbling, like almost cratering, and like you know, rolling through like a cloud of dirt, and uh, yeah, crashing your way through some branches. Um, uh, so you are, uh, and you are, yeah, face to face with one of the most dangerous and wanted people in all of New Olympus. My bad. <laughs> no, 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 it was really good. Yeah, I'm gonna, uh, like, hug him. I'm giving him a freaking Uncle Patrick level bear hug. And the brambles are coming out and are snaking around and just like gluing us together so that he cannot escape. Ooh. They're just like wrapping around and around us. So you have triggered uh, Dark Fox's custom move, uh, his, uh, his custom move, Hollow Clones. Oh dear. So when you uh, attempt to physically attack or restrain Dark Fox, you roll a d6 and on an even uh you hit him but he was ready for you uh and you lose something in addition to whatever effects your move has and on an odds um he wasn't there and he's attacking a nearby ally and so a nearby ally marks a condition before you can get to him and make your move That's I hate that. Kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Two very different types of players. <laughs> I'll just roll, roll myself a little d6, then I guess. Yeah, roll yourself a little d6 and let me know what you get. That's a four. Even. Okay, so he was ready for you. Um. Awesome. So roll to directly and uh or yeah, no, you're more unleashing your powers. She did are you yeah. Are you more just trying to yeah, you're more just trying to like pin him down and prevent him from moving? I think yeah. you more unleash your powers. Does that sound right? Yeah, that's that's the one. Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, plus my freak. You yeah. Roll to reshape your environment. Two d six plus freak. Oh, fuck. Uh, that's a snake eyes minus one. So that's a one. Uh, that's a. I get to level up though. Am I right? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> it's the silver linings. 
That's even worse than the Odia. <laughs> so, as you wrap your vines around uh, Dark Fox, uh, you can't see through like his mask, but you swear one of the eyes winks at you. And there's a flash of emerald plasma as he whips out his uh, tech katana and slices through your vines and kind of blasts you backwards. And uh, yeah, so he uh, there's like, yeah, no, 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 sorry. There's a flash of plasma as he spins his blade and slices through your uh, through your vines and flips behind you and kicks you hard in the back of the head and just, like, sends you spinning into the ground as he launches himself up into the air and lands gracefully on the branch of a tree. And as he looks down on you, it says, uh, uh, his voice is, like, uh, the voice is, like, uh, almost, like, modulated or scared uh, by his mask, but, uh, says, you kids aren't ready for the big leagues. And I'm definitely ready for your mom. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, you realize that uh, you, uh, as you're kind of standing to your feet and brushing yourself off, you pat down your pocket and you realize the communicator Uncle Patrick gave you is gone. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> uh, and I'm also going to need you to take a powerful blow from getting taken. Ah, double shit. <laughs> Uh, oh no <laughs> oh god I'm so Steve today no. that's, a six, that's a 6 plus 4 is 10 plus 1 condition is 11 no you'd never want to be Steve <laughs> not Steve. even Steve wants to be Steve <laughs> <laughs> on a 10 plus you must choose one uh, move yourself from the situation, flee, pass out, etc. Lose control of yourself or your powers in a terrible way, or two options from the seven to nine list, which are lash out verbally, provoke a teammate to foolhardy action, or burn your influence to inflict a condition, give ground, your opponent gets an opportunity, or struggle past the paint and mark two conditions. I think I'm going to take a cue from Sawyer and lose control of myself and all my powers in a terrible way. Mm. Oh, man. Oh, this is exciting. Oh, I hate that. Maybe I should not choose that. <laughs> mm. No, no, it's great. Don't worry. Um, I'm extremely worried. <laughs> if it, if it so, makes you feel any better, Ryan is just some writing on a piece of paper should anything happen you can always make some more writing on a different piece of paper she's more than that to me <laughs> ryan she's dead. alive uh and ryan does not take this very well um being put down by dark fox and uh, you, like, lash out with your powers in, like, a burst of rage. 
and uh, your vines like sink into the tree and you connect with like all of the plant life around you. And you just send that like the entire tree that Dark Box is in, you rip it out of the ground, roots and all, and send it blasting backwards through a brick wall and bricks go flying into the street behind you. Um, and uh, like cars are swerving, people are screaming, and the tree trunk like smashes right in a city bus, like right down the middle with like a huge crunch. And uh, Darkbox, meanwhile, did a graceful somersault in midair and landed in an elegant crouch. Shit. What are the rest of you doing? I think Lilith, if she sees this tree going towards this bus, she can't stop it necessarily, but she can at least grab the glass out of the window so it doesn't shatter on any civilians. Um, yeah. So she's got some glass now. Absolutely. I, uh, are you, would you say you're defending those civilians? Well, I'm. it's kind of a two-parter, right? So I'm going to grab the glass so that it doesn't shatter on them, but I'm also going to then, I want to take the glass and pull it and then form it around Dark Fox's hands so that his hands are just kind of encased in glass. Okay. Yeah, no, that's badass. Yeah, I think that definitely sounds like more of an, an unleash your powers. Does that sound about right? I would love to unleash my powers. Awesome. What is what is uh, Lilith look like on the page as she is summoning this glass and coalescing it around Dark Box? I think she is kind of behind a lot of what is going on. Um, So she's been a little less noticeable, but I think she's still fairly keeping her distance from him. Um, At any rate, so she's just standing there and you can kind of see her like reaching a hand out in the direction of the the, the glass, but yeah. Nice. So we get a nice, yeah, wide dramatic shot of the two of you facing off as you roll plus freak. An eight. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to hit you do it on a seven to nine marker condition, or I get to tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> uh, also, you've also triggered the um, Dark Fox's hollow clones. Oh, yes. So roll a d6. Is it, uh, is it too late to... Um, use a team to help my teammate. Mm-hmm. So we'd need Not to all. get it up to a full hit. So Agatha Hazlitt has the troublemaker passive move. When you help a teammate We're through destructive, criminal, or rule-breaking actions, you give them plus two instead of plus one when you spend Ooh. a team from the pool. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, what rule-breaking destructive and or criminal activity would you like to partake in? So the aforementioned bus that has been (laughs) uh, crushed with this tree trunk, uh, crushed Mm -hmm. in half, split in half, 
Is there anyone in the back half of that bus? <laughs> um, would you like there to be? Well, how criminal should this become? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think we, we're supposed to be heroes, correct? So yes, you are. You are playing heroes. You're so not supposed to I injure would, civilians on purpose. I oh, on purpose. So. I'm glad for that. No, no, no. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I would, I would appreciate massively if there was nobody in uh, in the back of that bus. Yeah, I think um, it was like getting ready to stop. So most of the people had made their way to the front, and um, the people who were back there have been uh, evacuated by now. I think. So, so yeah, cool. Like a like a kung fu master. Swinging a meteor hammer through the air, uh, Agatha is gonna kind of freak out, grab telekinetically the back half of that bus, arc it through the air, and just kind of slam it into the grounds of a Hanegraaff manse. Um, just kind of, just kind of like half, you know, half instinctively smash it kind of where uh, Dark Fox is. Maybe try to throw him off his game a bit. Mm -hmm. Turning that 8 into a full 10. I love it. Amazing. Um, Not necessarily like, like, you know, just kind of like, like a like a toddler with a brick. Um, there's no finesse. Mm -hmm. She's not like not focused trying to hit him just like Brah! yeah yeah crazy. i've seen yeah i've seen a lot of toddlers fighting with bricks before so i can i got a very clear mental picture thank you yeah midas summons them all the time oh <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome yeah uh so that is a full success uh lilith why don't you go ahead and roll d6 for the hollow clowns That's a 10. <laughs> that's the thing okay. I roll a 10 on. <laughs> um, even. So, uh, interesting. Okay, so uh, he's ready for your attack and you lose something in the exchange. So, um, the uh, he tries to, like, somersault through the air kind of tumble out of the way of your glass and this bus comes slamming into the ground it kind of pins him a little bit and as he's pulling himself free it gives you uh just enough time to kind of circle the glass back around and grab his wrists and kind of wrench his arms behind him and encase them in these uh glass uh restraints um Wow, this guy is cool. Cool. And I think the thing you lose in this case is your your credibility. Mm. Ouch. Um, I didn't have very much of that. <laughs> uh, just... So as um, Dark Fox is uh, like sees this bus coming towards him, he uses his uh, like hologram projectors, uh, and he's pinned by the bus, and you, you kind of restrain him 
but he uh, makes it look like to the many people who are filming this whole event that he just gets like gravely injured. Um, and like to, from certain camera angles to some people, it might look like, uh, he might've just been like executed on the spot. Um, but he is restrained temporarily. What is Ryan doing? I kind of think Ryan's gone like full cocoon mode. Um, she's like, uh, this, I feel like she's like standing in the middle of this overgrowth. There's like a big hole around me and she's seen like all of this like carnage happen. Um, and realizing that like they were the one who like threw the tree and like broke that bus and like put everyone in danger. So I think they're like, uh, really it's like super dramatic but like that's it's a comic like falling mm-hmm. to their knees and their um their brambles are sort of like um yeah like circling them and like like coming around them in like a little like domey thing to sort of like protect the world from them <laughs> oh, Brian <laughs> So yeah, I don't think Ryan's going to be very helpful right now. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. What are Gustav? What's Gustav and Lilith up to? I think Lilith might get a little closer and ooh, maybe maybe attempt to pierce the mask. Mm-hmm. That should be good. I have a Minus one to Monday. Excellent. Um, you have also triggered another custom move for Dark Fox. Oh, this oh, guy. No. Um, so, uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, roll. So when you attempt to pierce the mask or penetrate the mind of Dark Fox, roll 2d6 plus superior. This move is called More Than a Mask. And as you are peering closer at Dark Fox, trying to figuratively and literally pierce his mask, uh, you notice like lights flickering behind like the eye sockets and things like whirring to life. Um, so, yeah. Go ahead and roll plus superior. That's a nine. I am rolling great on these. Uh, one Lilith two. rules. <laughs> well, awesome. I mean, th- th- this doesn't mechanically do anything other than give me an even or an odd number. But well, maybe this one does. But yeah, no, this one is different. Um, so yeah, okay. this is roll plus superior, and there is still one team in the pool. So I'll let you guys decide if you want to use that after I read out the 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 whole move. Um, okay. And I, I do have um, wrong side of the track, so I get a question even when I miss on. Awesome. Awesome. Piercing the mask. On a 10 plus, you successfully bypass the mask defenses. Um, on a 7 to 9, you, uh, Dark Fox's systems are, you're 
able to fight through Dark Fox's like security systems on his mask, but he is also to get able to get a little bit of information on you. So you succeed, but only if you give influence to Dark Fox. Oh, I'm so down. And on a miss, um, he has completely turned the tables on you and learns one of your secrets. And you tell him, uh, you answer a question from the list of who is the most important person in the whole world to you? Uh, what secret are you desperately trying to hide? And uh, what item holds the most personal value? So you have a nine currently with one team in the pool. And it's our last team in the pool, correct? It is. Yeah, fact, unless the, last of the team. Gustav really wants to do something. I'm okay leaving this at a nine. Cool, cool. I think it might make for a better story if we leave it at a nine right now. <laughs> metagaming, metagaming. <laughs> is it is it uh, metagaming if it's a collaborative story effort? Okay, okay. <laughs> awesome. So on a seven to nine, uh, yeah, you have to fight through his uh, defenses on his mask. His mask is very high tech. Hmm. Um and yeah, is able to like pull up, yeah, just a ton of like compromising information, whatever it needs to about the person trying to uh, get past his defenses. So, uh, yeah, you can pierce his mask, but only if you're willing to give him influence over you. Oh, Lilith be given influence to everybody. Dark Fox can have that influence. <laughs> <laughs> I just but also kind of have a. I just also kind of have a feeling that he would have heard of her and maybe know some things. I would not be surprised if he knows Victor. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, he can have that influence. Excellent. Go ahead and roll plus mundane. Pierce that mask. Oh, I thought that's what I rolled before. Oh, no, no. Okay, I rolled superior. <laughs> That is a seven. Hooray. Pierce the mask. On a seven to nine, ask one. And then you get to ask an extra one for our wrong side of the tracks? Yes, I do. Cool. So what are you really planning? What do you want me to do? What do you... What What do you intend to do? How could I get your character to blank? How could I gain influence over you? So I, I think she's gotten fairly close to him. Um, she's He's still somewhat restrained with the glass. Um, Correct. And I think she's kind of keeping a grasp on that and maybe like just like pulling enough that it's like a little painful on his arms. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's going to say that she's going to say um, that knife was like not yours and like you didn't ask to borrow it, but like, what do you want with it? So I think that's kind of a like what Mm -hmm. you intend to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
so on like a a meta level, he uh, he's he's doing a job. He's, uh, in fact, he might just uh, doesn't mean anything to me. It's just a job, kid. The guy who wa- who wants it though, who hired me, it means a lot to him. Well, she's gonna roll her eyes at that a little bit. Or a lot, a bit. Mm-hmm. And because you are piercing the mask, I'll give you a little bit of extra information as well, just from uh, your your intuition. Um, just yeah, knowing about uh, Agatha and everything, you can you're, you you can pretty easily surmise that he was probably hired by the Hand and Grass. So I think the other question I'm going to ask is how could I get your character to give up, I guess. So um, she she's just going to kind of squint at him and say, well, like, if it's not that important to you and it's only important to this other guy, we could make this not worth your time, like, really quickly. I'm only doing this job to help this guy to hurt someone else. As long as, as long as I still get to stick it to them, I don't care what you do with the dagger. But yeah, he has personal reasons for helping the Hanigrass get this dagger. So if you could, yeah, like offer to help him with those personal stakes and you were able to offer more help than the Hanigrass, he would he would be willing to go with you and work with you. She's going to kind of consider that, and this is not a Pierce the Mask question, um, mm-hmm. but she's just going to add on to since she, you know she's been having a conversation with him and he, she's curious. She she's going to say, and like, why does the turtle know your mom? <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Oh my god Come on Foxy how do I know your mom And they say I can't catch him off guard <laughs> uh, And uh he kind of tilts his head to the side and says, uh, you know what? Maybe you'll live long enough to find out. And uh, one of his arms, it's its unclear if like his arm transforms or if he's wearing some sort of like gauntlet or tech gear or something. But um, something mechanical happens in his, his uh, I think it's his left. Yeah, on his left arm. That's what we decided. Uh, like expands around from his around his wrist and like around his hand to form like some sort of like cannon looking thing. No, and uh, cracks are starting to appear in the glass restraining him. As you can hear, uh, like motors straining against it, and uh, the barrel of this gun begins to glow and charge and uh, start to beep kind of louder and louder and louder as he is 
charging up some kind of devastating attack. Gustav would like to attempt to defend uh, Lilith, and Agatha would like to run towards uh, Ryan's cocoon. And when okay. she gets there, when she gets there, she'd like to attempt to unleash her powers. All right. Let's start with Gustav protecting Lilith. All righty. Because that seems a little more imminent. So that's going to be a roll plus savior for those following at home. Oh, that is a six plus a six plus a three. For oh, a yeah. total of 15. Hell yeah. I feel so safe right now. Mm. <laughs> you are thrilled in the arms of Gustav. And there's nothing to do right now. It's um, so weird. I felt like my student loans were paid off. <laughs> <laughs> I had a 401k. <laughs> On a hit, you keep them safe and choose one. Uh, add a team to the pool, take influence over someone you protect, or clear a condition. Gustav is going to clear the angry condition. He is once again at one with the universe. As uh, he runs over, scoops up Lilith into his arms, and uh, positions the the armored, impenetrable shell of Gustav uh, between Lilith and Dark Fox's intimidating-looking gun. No sooner have you done that than there's this blinding flash of light and heat uh, as this, like, Ah. concussive wave radiates out and washes over you. Um, Ow, ow. But Lilith, you are, are kept safe. Um held tightly in the arms of your your scaly defender. What is what does Lilith's face look like as she is in this scene? She looks so excited. This is even better than seeing a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and we are so happy for her. <laughs> She's having a great I mean it's not great that her friend's thing got stolen and I mean, there's been some not great stuff going on too, but she's having a pretty good time. There's been a, there's been some not great going around tonight for sure. Yeah. But yeah, awesome. And uh, what does Agatha do as she reaches Ryan's cocoon in this uh, dark fox sets off this giant explosion? Uh, <clears throat> Agatha is going to speed her way over to. Uh, Ryan's cocoon, she's going to place her hands upon Ryan's cocoon and she's going to hope like hell that um, this works as she uh, unleashes her powers and attempts to modify Ryan's memory. Uh It's going to be a roll plus freak. It's going to be plus a minus two to unleashing your powers due to a, a hopeless condition. Excellent. <clears throat> that is a two plus a one plus a negative two, so a one total. So, what were you? What was Agatha trying to do? She was trying to make 
uh, she was going to attempt to make Ryan forget that he was feeling horrible over this situation. So whatever, whatever negative emotions caused him to cocoon up, she was going to overwrite and delete that emotion. Kind of help bring him to his senses. Interesting. And I think as you try and reach out to Ryan with your powers, um, Ryan is just like a kind of a mess right now. Is that is that an accurate statement? Uh, yep, I think uh, I think that could cool. describe Ryan at, at most times. Yeah, um, and I think I think yeah. as as great. <laughs> Uh, as great as your intentions were, you weren't quite fully prepared for just the extent of of the negative backlash you would take as you engaged with these negative emotions that uh, Ryan is just swamped with right now. And uh, I think I'm going to have to ask you to take a powerful blow. Oh, yeah. As this kind of psychic pain and anguish uh, flows into you. Now that tracks. A few conditions marked, right? So that is a that is a six plus a four plus a five. So that's (laughs) that's another fifteen for the night. Wow! A second huge hit. This on taking a powerful blow. Wonderful. Yes. So, on a 10 plus, you must remove yourself from the situation, flee, pass out, etc. Lose control of yourself or your powers in a terrible way, or two options from the 7 to 9 list. Hmm. Start, lash out verbally, give ground, or struggle past the pain. Well, I think, I think narratively it makes sense for Agatha to just go down. Do you want to know what Ryan's feeling. Yeah, yeah. What is Ryan feeling as in this moment as Agatha's trying to pull you back to reality? Uh, so I think uh, Agatha, you know, like touches the brambly cocoon to try to like fix the negative emotions and is just like overcome, like this sort of like echoey, uh, like overlapping voices. Like, you're dangerous, you're a danger, you're going to hurt someone. Yeah, that sort of stuff. And it's just, like, too many voices and too many, like, memories to sort of, like, even pinpoint one that you could ease. See, I think that's what, like, maybe overwhelms Agatha. That makes sense. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, everyone nearby, you are able to feel... This uh, Lilith and Gustav, you are also able to feel this wave of psychic anguish and unease and just like intense negative emotion that just washes out from the broken hole in the wall and out into the chaotic street where everyone has their cameras out when the uh, light of the explosion is finally kind of uh, receded where there's uh where dark fox's body was it's now gone well shit 
<laughs> and that is the perfect ending. <laughs> Wonderworld Comics is an actual play podcast of Masks, A New Generation, by Brendan Conway. This issue was GM'd by Michael Dunham, who can be found on Twitter at GalvanicMan. Shatter is played by Kyra Nelson, who can be found on her Twitter at Kyra M. Nelson. Agatha Hazlitt and Gustav the Armored are played by Sawyer A. Mighty Briar is played by Kaylee Newberry, who can be found on their Twitter at Kaylee underscore Newberry. Wonderworld Comics is produced by Michael Dunham, and it is edited by Michael Dunham and Kaylee Newberry. The music is from Dvorak Symphony Number no. 9. Do you have questions or comments? You can get a hold of us on Twitter at WWComicsPodcast, or send us an email at WWComicsPodcast at gmail.com.